Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the My Pursuit Podcast. This is um, is episode 26, and I'm your host, Mike, and I'm really excited that you guys are listening to this. I'm excited that we've kind of started a new season last week, and, um, you know, that was something that I was a little apprehensive about. I was apprehensive to end the last season of this and to move on into something new because, um, for me personally, I've, I've had so much growth through this last uh, six months and through going through that first season of what we were trying to do and and I'm glad that we're back to it and if you didn't listen to the last one which was episode 25 you may want to go back and check that out just to kind of hear exactly what we're doing and how it's a little bit different during uh, what what I'm kind of calling and deeming as as season two uh, because what I'm doing is still you know basically the same format At the beginning of the week I'm uh, recording the first half of this podcast as I drive to work why do I do that? I do that because I'm a bivocational pastor, um, and I haven't always been bivocational, but over the last five years or so, I've been working outside of the church for the first time in my life, and I've realized that this is my opportunity to practice what I preach and, and to live out what I say I'm going to be doing and uh, what, what I'm asking people to do. And you know, There were many years of ministry that I had where my full-time job was inside of the church, and you know, it, it kind of makes me wonder how, what people think of that. Um, because I, I've never, <laughs> I guess, it's kind of funny to think of it this way. When I was full-time on staff at a church, I, I never looked at the pastor and thought, you know, I wonder if he's living this out. He doesn't even have the opportunity, or she doesn't have the opportunity to live this out themselves. And, uh, and now I've got that opportunity, and one of the things that I really am trying to personally do, especially for this series that we're in, is I'm trying to um, really trying to practice what I teach. I'm I'm really trying to be somebody who doesn't just get up and you know say all these spiritual maxims and you know all, all this stuff that we find in scripture and say you know this is what you should be doing. I'm trying to be able to tell the story of how it works out for me. And so um, at the end of the week, I record the second half of the podcast where I let you know um, very honestly and truthfully how how things have gone. Um, I'm a little bit further into my week than I had hoped to be to record this first one uh, because these first few days of the week have been absolutely dawn till dusk exhausting. You guys know that you know we just finished our move. And then on top of that, um, not only am I working full-time uh, managing a golf course, but I'm also coaching the high school golf team. And um, part of the reason why I'm, you might sense that I'm a little bit I don't know, chipper this morning or, or happy this morning is because my team the other day, and this is this is really exciting to me, um, we, fir- we won our first ever league championship. And um, I, I just, I'm kind of over the moon with it because, you know, this is my sixth year of coaching on the team. And, uh, you know, in, in the first years that I was coaching, you have to forgive me. It's um, it's raining real hard. It didn't look like it was going to be raining this hard. Um, uh, so in my first years of coaching, we had to beg girls just to show up to like practice or to show up to matches. Um, we didn't. We couldn't field a full team because you need 
um, five girls in order to count a score for uh, for your team score. And uh, so we had a boys team and a girls team, neither of which we could count a full score for because we, we couldn't get five boys or five girls. Um, this is the first year that I've been named the head coach of the of the girls team, and um, it's just been a really exciting season because I've seen these girls go from girls where you had to beg them to be involved, girls that would whine about, you know, do I really have to play nine entire holes today? Um, to the point where they all want to go out and play 18 holes every day. They're they're really into it, and they're working on getting better. And we've progressed so much this year, and they have gotten better. And, uh, and now we're kind of favored at this point to win next week's district championship. That's exciting for me. So if you sense that I'm a little bit happy, yeah, I'm a little bit happy because it's the first time we've ever won anything. The uh, trophy's sitting behind me in the car. At least I hope it's still there. Yeah, it's sitting behind me in the car, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. So anyway, I'm, I'm excited about that, and I'm thrilled that uh, we started this new series last week um, on the podcast, and then at church we started a new series as well. Um, and these are meant to go hand in hand. So I'm actually... Um, living through the scripture that I'm teaching on the week prior to when I teach it. So when you hear this, I'm gonna, I try to release these on Mondays. Um, when you hear this on a Monday, if you listen to it the day it comes out, um, I actually taught on this same scripture at church yesterday. Um, so I, I hope that makes sense. I, I'm always confused when I try to describe that to myself anyway. Um, But uh, it is early, early in the morning this morning, and it just gets earlier and earlier as we get towards the summer right here. And, uh, you know, that's that's one of the things about managing a golf course is, um, you know, I I go there when it opens, and we open up earlier and earlier because, I don't know if you know this, but old people really like to golf early in the morning. Um, They like to wake up at 3 in the morning. They like to read their paper and drink their coffee. Then they like to come to the golf course and complain about why aren't we open even earlier than we are. Then they play 18 holes, and then they do that early enough so that they can go home and apparently spend the whole day watching Fox News. Um, that's, um, that's just kind of how it comes across to me sometimes. It's maybe a little bit more snarky than it needed to be. But um, <clears throat> but anyway, it is early. I'm heading to the golf course right now, and yes, it is raining. Um, and I guess it is just is what it is this morning. So... Anyway, glad that you're with me, and uh, to, today the, the, the devotion that I'm going through, the life application that I'm going through, is from chapter 2 of the book of Colossians, and um, what struck me uh, this morning and yesterday as I was reading this as well, what struck me the last couple days as I was reading this is Paul at the end of chapter 1 of Colossians, um, he talks a, a lot about uh, and forgive me uh, for the translation that I use. Um, I'm ca- I kind of go back bef- between the NIV and the uh, NLT, the New Living Translation. Um, he uses the word mystery and secret quite a bit at the end of chapter 1 and the beginning of chapter 2. And he talks about this secret that's just now been revealed in Jesus. And uh, I, I, that kind of struck me as I was reading it. There's this secret that's been revealed in, in Jesus. And he talks about how this is kind of a secret that we now can understand just because of Jesus. And he goes on into chapter 2. And what struck me was he said, 
um, something about the the mystery becoming clear in in Jesus and how we follow Jesus. And then he says uh, at the end of that, um, and I wish I could I wish I could read this to you because what struck me this morning is at the end of that he says um, that we we have this mystery fulfilled in Jesus, and he says something about. Um, that we should live our lives with thankfulness. And uh, one of the translations, I forget which one now, because I I read it in both all the time, is uh, one says thankfulness, the other says gratitude. And uh, so I've been thinking about that uh, yesterday a little bit and this morning. And I guess here's here's my thought as 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 far as that goes. Jesus is still, I mean, faith is still very much a mystery to most of the people that we work around. In fact, uh, I just want you to think about this for a minute. And this is what I was thinking about and, and just kept grabbing me this morning. The number of people that you and I spend time with that um, have some major misconceptions of who God is and what God is about and what Jesus is about. Um, they've heard, they've taken all these misconceptions from, you know, their own concept of what God is supposed to look like, you know, what they learned from their parents, what they learned from, I mean, just kind of watching TV. I mean, let's, let's be honest, right? Every sitcom that you ever watched, when somebody ends up talking about God and they say something, um, that sounds somewhat sacrilegious and then they step back, you know, because they're worried or everybody else steps back because they're worried that he's going to be struck by lightning. And there's kind of that, that theme in the popular culture, isn't there? About how um, God is out there to look for what we're doing wrong to punish us. Or, you know, I think we kind of talked about this a little bit last week, and we definitely did on Sunday. We talked about how that's, that's how people perceive God, as either a, a punisher or a blesser, depending on, on how you've done. But I think a lot of people... Uh, if they're being honest, uh, are, are a little bit confused by the whole blessings thing because they're like, you know, I feel a lot like I'm being punished by God because I've been doing wrong, but I don't know how much I can say I've been blessed by God. I think a lot of people would say they, they'd look at it negatively like that. Maybe that's just the pessimists in the bunch, but especially the people who are far away from the gospel and the people that you and I know who really don't know Jesus and who are still stuck with the fact that that, that it's a mystery to them. And uh, what strikes me is that in, in the book of Colossians, um, Paul really calls, especially in chapter 2, he calls the Colossians to avoid um, some, some false teachings that are coming their way. He says um, that there are, I think in one of the translations it says, well-crafted arguments. Um, or, and even in one, in one spot it says um, some good-sounding or well-crafted philosophies. Um, that have come along that, that are there to um, really in many ways distract or, or to lead people away from who Jesus is. And it becomes kind of clear as, as you hear that, that that's the reason why there's so many mysteries out there is because of the number of really different philosophies, like living philosophies that people have. And, um, you know, on Sunday, I called it, uh, last Sunday, I, I called it our worldview, that because of our lack of understanding of God and because a lot of that is a mystery, um, that really impacts our worldview. And if you see God as a, as a obedience obsessed God, um, or as a, 
you know, punishment and reward kind of God. If you see God in those terms, um, you, you really have some big misconceptions to who God is, and that impacts your worldview. It really changes how you see this world, right? Um, in other words, if, if somebody's an atheist, like the, their worldview is, is very closed off. Their worldview is very, you know, there's, there's nothing beyond this life. There's nothing beyond this world. Um, you know, that, that really impacts how you live. If you really don't believe that there's a God, then, then you live accordingly. But if you do believe that there's a God and there's a purpose for this life, then, then that always enters into your mind. And if you don't live according to it, even though you do believe it, then there's always a fear inside of you, right? There's always a struggle inside of you. And that's kind of where the mystery lies, is that we see so many people living um, and having their lives dictated by what's going on in the culture, yet they still have these tremendous wonders about, about God. And uh, they, they have these wonders about, you know, what does that mean if there is a God? And here I am, a person that, you know, at work, it's becoming more and more well-known that on top of being a, um, a you know, golf professional, um, on top of being that, I'm, I'm there because I'm a pastor and this is my bivocational job. Um, on top of being a golf coach, when I go to coach, um, you know, they know I'm a pastor and they know I speak on Sunday mornings and... Um, you know, some of them have started to, to come. I don't even know if some of you guys might even be listening to this. Um, that kind of cracks me up if you are, but and I'm thrilled if you are. Um, I won't I won't talk about you by name if you are, but um, you know, there's there's still a lot of mysteries that a lot of these folks in my life and in your life have about God. And what Paul seems to be saying for part of this is that is that we're called to avoid. Uh, the, these well-crafted arguments, these um, these cultural thoughts of who God is, to to really embrace who who God really is, and if you notice at the end of chapter one and all the way through chapter two, Paul cannot stop using the word Jesus or Christ. Right? It always, always, always comes back to Jesus, and I guess that is what my personal devotion in my life application is going to be this week is how can I keep bringing it back to Jesus not in what I say not that I have to be talking 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 about Jesus but how can I bring how I live back to Jesus how can I bring the way I treat others back to Jesus and so I I'm trying to have more of a concrete thought of that and more of the concrete thought revolves around that thankfulness that gratitude part of it um, because the reason why we live our life for Jesus, and let's be clear on this, right, isn't because we're trying to avoid hell. I mean, for some people, it, it is, and that's unfortunate because that affects their worldview and it affects their actions, and they're only trying to live well enough or good enough or, or to do enough to avoid punishment, right? And if we're believing that there's a blessing out there, right, we're living according to that, trying to get his blessing, um, but that really kind of, it enhances our own selfishness, doesn't it? If, if that's the only reason why we're following Jesus. And, and, uh, and Paul's answer is, can we live our life for Jesus um, and, and because of Jesus, because of our thankfulness for who he is and what he's done? In, in other words, people are going to understand this mystery or this secret, not if you live a selfish life in order to get what you want out of God, 
right? Not if it's trying to avoid punishment and always talking about what God could do to us or what, what God should do to the, the sinful or the sinners or any of that, but out of gratitude for the fact that the God of the universe came here, lived his life among us, right? So, so that we would know him. So that we would be able to say that that Jesus guy, that is who God is. And that this whole God thing doesn't have to be this big, massive mystery anymore. That when we hear about Jesus and when we talk about Jesus, we're talking about God. We're talking about that's the personality of God. That's how God will treat us and that's how God loves us is, is in that way. And that really starts to clarify things. But it only does for people in our lives if we're choosing to live out this life with gratitude toward Jesus, not with the worldview of avoiding punishment, not with the worldview of trying to, you know, get blessed and, and, you know, trying to gratify ourselves, but with the worldview of, you know, I'm living this life out because of how much I love Jesus, because of how grateful I am for what he did for me, for the fact that, that, that God came here and paid the wages that, that would cause us to be able to be with him for eternity. That, that he did that so that we would freely choose him. Because, you know, you don't have a relationship or a real relationship if you're forced into it. And, and so that really becomes the goal of my week. Can I live with that sort of gratitude, that sort of thankfulness to Jesus in a way that other people can see it? Now, um, I'm going to have to suss out for myself the specifics of it. And that's what I'm hoping to be able to tell you at the end of the week is here's some ways that I've um, determined I can, I can do this. And uh, so we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Now, as far as it goes, again, we're early enough in season two um, where I have not yet received all these emails because I just released um, season one. In fact, I've had some technical difficulties. Episode one or episode 25, the episode before this, um, it, it may not even be uploaded yet as I record this. Um, because there were some technical difficulties. They set it to upload and it didn't look like it was going and I may have to tweak it when I get home and I'm really frustrated by that. So um, my my normal weekly plea for questions from you guys um, is, is not out there yet. So I, no, I didn't receive any questions this week. And there may be a couple questions that were hanging out from, from before where we took the little break. Um, and the only questions I've received over the last few weeks have been like, why aren't you posting more episodes? And, and I believe I answered that mostly in the, in the, last, uh, in the last episode. So um, I'll go back to what I was going to do uh, when I didn't have questions before, which was to answer the weekly question um, in Spontaneous Nation, uh, my favorite podcast with Paul F. Tompkins. And uh, the, the question for this week's Spontaneous Nation, or at least for the last one that I heard, um, was the question... Um, do you have a song that gets stuck in your head? And, um, and if so, what is it? And um, I guess I do lately. I have a song stuck in my head, and I'm going to get it stuck in your head if you go to listen to it. Uh, my youngest son, God bless him, has fallen in love with those bad lip-reading uh, videos on, um, on YouTube and they're hilarious because they take movies and then they overdub uh, somebody with, with the lips of the guy who's speaking. And it looks like the words that he's saying, but they, they figure out how to say different things even though the lips are moving for different words. Does that make sense? Oh, that doesn't make sense. Um, 
They, they overdub it, but it looks like the guy is saying the words, is all I'm saying. And they did that with Empire Strikes Back, and they made this song out of it, which is unbelievable to me that they wrote a song using the little clips of, of Luke Skywalker and Yoda talking to each other. And the song is, unfortunately, so catchy. Um, it is... It's unbelievable. You've got to check out Empire Strikes Back, Bad Lip Reading. It's on YouTube. You will find it. There's millions of views on this thing. My son had been singing the song nonstop. In fact, I don't know that I've heard him sing it actually for the last few weeks, but I cannot get it out of my head. Um, There's just a few lines from it that just, just pop right back into my head. Trying to figure out a song I could put into my head in order to get that one out, and it's very, very difficult because that one just keeps coming back. Um, so there's that song, and for some reason, uh, woke up this morning with a song uh, from Nicole Nordeman off of the CD. Um, I think it's called Wide Eyed, and it's the song Burning or Burning. Um, man, that song is a powerful song, but that was in my head this morning. Anyway, so so that's what you get from me. You get those two songs. Sorry, uh, but you guys need to send me some uh, some questions I can respond to. Not that I can answer because I can't answer a lot of questions. So um, anyway, I am really glad that you guys are listening to this. I'm going to be pulling up to work here in just a minute. And I'm looking forward to seeing how this works out this week. Um, Love you guys and thank you for listening. I will be right back uh, in your time, in my time. It will be be a matter of days. And I'll let you know how it goes this week. Thanks for listening again. Well, hey, you guys, uh, I'm back. Uh, it is the end of the week. It is very late at the end of the week. I'm on my drive home, and um, it is late, and it's been a long day. And I know I say that a lot at the end of the day because on Saturdays, I don't know if I tell you this, I work dawn till dusk on Saturdays. And the reason why I do that, especially this time of year, is because um, I can only work so many hours on the other days of the week because I have to leave work at around 2 or 2.30 so that I can go to my other job, which is at another golf course, to coach the high school golf team. And so I get these kind of abbreviated, like, seven and a half or eight-hour days, but I can't, I, like, I, I, I need to take another day off so I can write a message, and then inevitably during this time of the year, one on one of my other days, I've got an all-day tournament or a most-of-the-day tournament, so I've got to go do that. And so in order to, like, still get my full-time deal in, i got to work dawn till dusk on Saturdays, and today was about a 16 hour day and it is dark and I'm tired and it's been a long day and I could um, also kind of start with my obligatory, I know I do this often, um, my obligatory complaining about people who uh, feel the need to come to my golf course just to get high or drunk and I have to deal with them because I had that situation going on today and uh, the guy was very, very high. I, I don't even know if I could put something funny with it because it, it more just turned into just, it was sad. I, and it kind of made me sad just to kind of see that this is this dude's life. And, um, yeah, that kind of made me sad today. But a- anyway, um, it's been a long day, but not just because I've been at work a long time. Uh, there's been just a constant barrage of things to do and people to talk to um, all day. So, unfortunately... I feel like I haven't had much time to kind of pre-think what I was going to share with you right now. So some of that's going to kind of come right out of like my experiences this week 
Um, so my thought process may not be as organized as I wish it would be, um, but I'm still going to share it with you. Uh, so, so anyway, let me, let me tell you where this week has gone. Um, just in scripture, uh, Colossians two, like grew in my mind quite a bit this week. And, um, I would suggest reading Colossians two a few times because it is a chapter of the Bible. Um, the word I've used for this ever since I was in college is that it's chewy, uh, meaning there's a lot to chew on. You can't just, you can't just devour it and feel like you got something out of it. There's just, there's too much that's there to just kind of go after it. You know, there's, there's just like, you could take every verse or two and have a complete study just on a verse or two or, or just have some uh, information for your day just from a verse or two of this. Um, I'm really struck by that, especially in this chapter. In fact, I, I don't know that I recall a chapter that I've read Recently, and maybe this has more to do with where I am than just just the chapter. But um, you know, it's it's kind of like the Book of Romans. The Book of Romans is just very thick, very chewy, and and this particular chapter is as well. And there's a lot there. And what I noticed that's in this chapter, and I don't remember if I said this on my way to work earlier in the week, um, but what I noticed uh, quite a few times is how many times Paul references Jesus. And I know that that sounds like, well, of course he does. It's the Bible, you know. Of course he talks about Jesus. We all talk about Jesus in the Bible, you know. But it's it's not like that. It's like he keeps every new topic or every new thought he has, he brings back to Jesus. And as much as I could get, like, theological into each one of those thoughts, um... Taking a broader look, I kind of wondered if maybe a lot of that was what Paul was really getting at here, in that in all these different thought processes that he brings up, that every one of those needs to keep coming back to to Jesus. And uh, what really sticks out at me in that chapter is um, how Paul's talking about there's some different things that want to kind of steal away from from our faith. Um, and, and he talks about, and I don't remember every word he uses, but he, he talks about um, empty, depending on the translation, empty philosophies or hollow uh, philosophies, I think is, is the NLT and the NIV. Um, he talks about those in a couple different ways. And he references them twice, and then he references more specific um, uh, philosophies, some of these specific hollow philosophies that he's talking about um, that primarily revolve around um, what you're being taught that you need to do in order to be okay with God. And what struck me this week was as I went through the week thinking about that, and I know I kind of had some thoughts on what that would look like this week, um, I kept being brought back into and sucked back into um, just viewing and seeing some hollow things in in the world around me. Um, and I hope that that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense because, I mean, get on get online, get on social media, and just like scroll through your your Facebook feed and or Twitter feed. And you'll find a lot of these little sayings. In fact, a lot of them will have like these little pretty backgrounds on them, you know, and and they'll just be this little saying. And it sounds profound. It sounds good. It sounds 
It sounds nice. But when it comes down to it, even though, yeah, it sounds nice and, and it rolls off the tongue and it, I guess it kind of makes sense in the way that people live today. When, when you get like more and more into them, you start to go, well, wait, if that's like kind of the end of it, that's, that's kind of empty. And I got to tell you, during this week, I've seen a lot of those empty philosophies, to be honest with you. Um, and I don't mean to put all this down because I, I know that a lot of this is not, it's, it's not that it's empty. It's just that when our focus is only on it, it's shallow. Like, so one, one of the things I tell you about is, you know, coaching the high school girls golf team. Uh, a lot of times I hear about their boyfriends and there's a couple of them that it just seems like the sun revolves or the earth revolves around their, their boyfriend. That that's like the whole thing in their life, you know? And you go, man, I wish that you could have some more perspective. I wish that you could see that it's just like a, a thing for right now, but not a thing that's going to be important to you later on. But, but still, it's kind of for, for some of them, like the most important thing that could possibly be going on. I mean, prom just happened. You know, my daughter, she's a senior in high school. She just went to prom. And I know she kind of went to prom with a little bit of a, I don't know, she kind of had a little cynical attitude towards it, like, you know, all these people are doing this thing, you know, and I'm going to do it because everybody else is, and, you know, it's kind of this rite of passage, you know, home. But you see how some people approached it. For some people, it was like the biggest thing ever. You know, this was like it. You know, they, they bought hundreds of dollars worth of dresses and makeups and perfumes and hairdos. And, I mean, it, it is just crazy how much money is getting. They went through promposals. That's what they call them, proposing to somebody for prom. I, it's, it's crazy to me. And, and they go through so much to make this happen. And, and watching all of it, I mean, you just go, ah, you know, I know that it's, it's nice and it's fine and it's okay, but... But man, it's so empty. It's so incomplete. You know what I'm saying? And especially when we put that much emphasis and, and that much into it, um, just to see how incomplete it is. And so what what struck me this week and what I tried to do this week was I tried to bring Jesus more into some of these hollow philosophies. Now, so some of the hollow philosophies are just quotes that you see from people when they say things like, I mean, there were commencement speeches um, that happened all week, you know, at universities and stuff. And I, I like to read those just to see kind of what people are saying. And, and the fact that so many people just say, hey, follow your dreams. You know, that, that, that's like the whole commencement speech. Be yourself. Follow your dreams. And while it sounds good in our culture today, and it, to many people it sounds right and sounds freeing to some people, it's a hollow philosophy. Just those things, Right. And there's got to be so much more to it than that. And so I was struggling this week with how do you bring Jesus more into it without being like preachy, without just like saying, oh, let me tell you all about Jesus. Um, let me tell you how dumb you're, what you're thinking is or how hollow it is or empty it is. But let me tell you about Jesus. And so I, I tried to bring Jesus in in a more, not subtle, but, but a more real way. Than, than just like making a trite sounding remark. And so um, I, I'm thinking of a conversation I had with somebody and, and um, it came to a, a situation he was having with another person where his first thought was like, I, I don't want to say revenge because it wasn't that mean, but I mean, I guess that's kind of what it came down to. And, and so in my conversation with him, my, the thing I asked was, yeah, I wonder... 
mean, that's kind of what everybody does, and that's probably what she expects you to do. What if you went the other direction with it? And I just kind of spitballed at this. And I, I asked him about, what if you went the extra mile the other way? And it's kind of a shock to him. Completely different than any other kind of empty, hollow philosophy that you would hear right now. But for him, it was very welcome. And it was, like, very interesting and thoughtful. He got us talking a bunch this week. And later in the week, we actually had a, a conversation that revolved around um, around faith, which I was really excited about. Um, the goofy thing was, in the middle of this conversation, which I was so excited to have with this guy, um, it got interrupted by a Christian who was overhearing the conversation. And the Christian who overheard it felt the need to have to, like, put in his input and, and like, tell my friend what was right and what he thought rather than, like, just let it be. And I just wanted to have this good conversation, but it turned into so much, I don't know, it turned into a real bummer because um, we didn't get to have the conversation that I think we could have had, and that, that really was disappointing. Um, and all because a Christian stepped in there and ruined it, man. Um, but that is kind of how it felt. Anyway, um, that was interesting. A uh, couple other times. Had a similar conversation a uh, couple times with the high school team. Just kind of talking to a couple of these kids and sharing with them uh, some of, you know, hearing what was on some of their minds and then, and then bringing them back to that. Bringing them back to the Jesus thing. But let me tell you what I learned this week, which is kind of more what it's about to me, um, at least at least today, because I was thinking about this this morning, and this is what kind of got to me. Um, and I've just pulled up in front of my house and I've parked because uh, I don't want to go in talking my my podcast anyway. Um, here's what I learned this week and what, what's interesting to me. Um, the more I bring Jesus into things, the more um, the more I've learned this, and this is this is what's weird to me. Now, it's not weird; it's just it's just right. Uh, the more I realized that over these past few months and even over the course of this week, bringing Jesus more into these conversations, more into life, um, what it causes me to do is it causes me to love others more. And I know that that sounds weird. Like it sounds like just a feeling kind of thing. And part of it is there. Um, because one of the things I've been struck by over the last six months, and I've never admitted this to you guys, is that um, I, I'm struck by the fact that for a significant portion of my life, I didn't really work on loving other people more. Um, in fact, I've always kind of seen myself as a pretty cynical person, and I'm not saying that I'm not still that, because I am. Um, but I've been a person who would kind of roll my eyes at others. You know what I'm talking about? And just kind of go, oh, is that what you're into kind of thing? And I wasn't learning to love others more until these last few months. And what what struck me this week is that when you read what Paul says in Colossians chapter 2, when you keep bringing it back to Jesus, and Jesus becomes the reason why we live the way that we live and why we believe what we believe and why we, you know, think about people the way we think about them. I, I don't know. And, and maybe I'm going to have trouble sussing this completely out, but I'm realizing that I love people more than I used to um, because of that. 
And the more I do of that, the more I, the more I love people. So the more I bring Jesus into conversations, the more I love others. Um, and I don't just mean the action of it. I actually mean the feeling of it too. Um, I, I can think of a couple different times this week where I had to deal with people that normally would have been difficult to deal with. And normally I would have needed a real pinch from the Holy Spirit uh, for me to treat these people with respect, kindness, love, generosity, any of that. Um, But this week, I I guess I kind of realized that when I brought Jesus into things more and Jesus was at the forefront of my mind, I needed less of an urge from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit was kind of already more at work. Does that make sense? I, I don't know if that even makes sense. It makes sense to me because um, I really felt that this week. And not that I had some like big, awesome, huge Jesus-y moment. Um, but, you know, even today, um, it was busy. Uh, a lot of stuff was happening. A lot of people were coming at me for a lot of reasons. And... Um, kind of overheard a conversation about um, somebody that I, that I work around quite a bit of the time who, um, you know, he's an, he's an older gentleman and he's going in for um, some treatments. And I heard him talk about the treatments. I know he's had some uh, stuff going on with his lungs and, and uh, so it just, it just so happened that he was the last guy in the shop after these conversations he was having with other people. And so before he left, I, I went over to him and I said, Hey, how are you doing? Um, tell me how you're doing, man. And it wasn't that I felt like the Holy Spirit said, Mike, get up and do this. It's that I, I wanted to more. Does that make sense? That I wanted to more. Like, I didn't need the Holy Spirit to say, Mike, this is a place where you need to get involved, where you have to do something. It was, hey... Um, I think this guy's having a rough time and I care about him. So I want to go out and find out a little bit more about what's going on. Um, and I, I didn't even realize that until I, I kind of was just starting to record this and that kept entering my head that that was a conversation that I had and one that I didn't need the Holy spirit to shove me into. I didn't need a pinch. I didn't need, you know, like, uh, there's a lot of Christians who like to say, needed the Holy Spirit to smack me upside the head with a two by four, you know, that kind of, I don't know, good old boy uh, way of Christian thinking. I don't know, but I, I didn't need that. Um, it came more naturally. And um, I don't know. I kind of wonder what that means. I wonder if part of that is, you know, Paul's whole thing about praying without ceasing or, or, the, the whole thing about, you know, walking with the Spirit, that it's not just like, may, maybe my life has turned less into needing the Holy Spirit to shove me all over the place to where more of my life is in sync with the Holy Spirit. Um, and I, maybe that makes sense and maybe it doesn't to you. But um, to me, I'm just kind of realizing more and more as I think about this, that that's kind of where things are. Um, I had three different people this week tell me, uh, a couple at church and, and one, at, uh, one at work, um, who've told me that they've seen changes in me over the last few months. And 
you know, a, a couple of the ones at church obviously know I do this podcast and know about the series that we've gone through at church. And so I think they know that I, I would be happy to hear them say that that's something that, um, that they've noticed. But to have somebody outside of that, too, mention that to me this week, um, that's meaningful. And I think it's meaningful because I, I do feel like things are changing and I like to know that they are. And maybe this week was just an affirmation of that. So I, I just maybe want to encourage you a little bit to, to just say, hey, the more you bring Jesus into it, the more you walk with the Holy Spirit, maybe one of the next steps of growth for you is that is that you'll be more in concert with the Holy Spirit. And maybe that's how I felt a little bit this week is more in sync with the Holy Spirit, not needing the two by four. Um, because I, I've been maybe going a little bit more that direction. And I'm not saying that I'm doing that perfectly because this was not a perfect work week for me. Um, stuff that I missed, places that I messed up for sure. But um, I don't know. It's just a little sign of growth. So anyway, um, just food for thought for you guys this week. And that, that's kind of what it came to. And I'm sorry that there weren't more specifics or more stories. I mean, this week was, I mean, it was a lot of work. And I did actually, there were, there were a few times where this week I really did go out of my way, um, not just in conversation, but in actions of, of how I dealt with people this week to kind of bring Jesus more into it. And, um, I, I could tell you more of those stories, but, you know, I, I think it would just be kind of repeating myself. So anyway, that's where this week has gone for me. I hope it's been a great week for you guys. Um, as you're hearing this, obviously it's going to be after this Sunday where I'm going to talk about uh, more about Colossians chapter 2. So that'll be on the website. If you ever need to go to our church website, it's www.thehillsidechurch.com and you can find the messages on there. And so the message uh, that, that coincides with this week will be uh, May 14th is tomorrow. So anyway, um, hope you guys have a fantastic week and weekend. And um, thank you again for listening to this. And I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. Just an ordinary-